Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Psalm 57, 5. This is Esther Crown Ministries, the miracle and teaching ministry of Jesus Christ. Listen now to Apostle Tanya as she teaches from the Word of God. Visit us at www.apostletanya.org. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1. Welcome to Holy Podcasts. This is Apostle Tanya, and today I am most honored to thy blessed Jesus to introduce to you a blessed couple, Jim and Barbara Grunseth, who are both stewards of marriageanchors.com. Jim and Barbara are the authors of numerous materials on marriage, marriage preparation, family, dealing with past emotional wounds, and discipleship. They have seven children and 15 grandchildren and live in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. I am most delighted for this opportunity to fellowship with them today. Welcome, Jim and Barbara, to Holy Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you much for having us. We're honored to be on the, on the podcast with you. And a, a kind word to those who are are listening uh, we're praying for you as well and, and the lord bless bless and keep you too wonderful amen thank you it is our honor it's my honor it's esther crown ministries honor uh thy lord be glorified in this fellowship and interview and i know that the listeners shall be most uh blessed by uh the wealth and the uh the wisdom that you both have together uh, about marriage. And so let us move on to our first uh, question. And that is Barbara and Jim, would you kindly uh, share about your marriage ministry, marriageanchor.com, and how thy Lord has called you to serve in the ministry? Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, interesting. Uh, I came to Saving Faith uh, and to fall in Christ when I was uh, 18, and um, and it was a very very powerful conversion for me. And yet I wasn't discipled afterwards, so that I had all the joy, the thrill, the excitement, the, the warmth of of knowing that my sins were were you know, taken from me, washed. And uh, but I wasn't discipled. So I, even though I went to Bible studies and and um, a church and things like that, I was still pretty embarrassed to, to uh, pray in public, pray in a restaurant. And I was pretty carnal. 
I would say that I was a, a, a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I went to West Point. So I had five years in the service, we graduated in 74 and five years. That's so 79. And, um, I'll tell you, um, you know, I was a believer, but I was, I was, Jesus was on the back burner of the stove of my heart and I, and people's respect of me was number one. And God broke me down, um, when I was about 30 and, uh, he humbled me. Um, my, my, my first wife who passed away of cancer, uh, cornered me one night and said, because my priorities were completely out to lunch, really wrong. And she cornered me and said, uh, look, Jim, you know, you're not really the man I married. You are turning into someone that you really don't want to be turning into. Uh, someday down the road, 20, 30 years from now, uh, you're going to look back on your life and you're going to regret the way you lived. And she went to bed and I went downstairs and wept because that was like that was like a, a Tarzan spear right through me. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm old enough to remember Jungle Jim. Some of you <laughs> listeners remember Jim. I like Jungle Jim. That's my name. And uh, I do have a crazy sense of humor. But I went downstairs and I, I grabbed the Bible. I was all alone. It was dark. I had a dim light. It was about 10 o'clock. I was broken. And um, I, I began to realize that I perhaps have been leaning my ladder against the wrong wall of success. And I opened the Bible and I turned, I just opened it up. Uh, it turns John 15, five, where Jesus says, I am the vine. Oh, you are the branches. Oh, yes. He yes. who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. And I thought that was nice. But then I humorously made the mistake going one line further where he's, For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I'm telling you what, if you've ever been humbled, humiliated, brought low, wrestled to the mat, that was it for me. And at that juncture, I said, Lord, I don't even know how to hunger and thirst after you. I'm a Christian, but I've been following the world. And I asked forgiveness and I, I asked him to help me to learn how to hunger and thirst after him and his word, and to put him on the front burner of my heart. And I'll tell you what, that's, that's, that's what I want. I'm sure, now, has life been perfect since then? Oh, no, you know that. But that has been the trajectory of there at that point of following Christ and not following uh, the world and people-pleasing and, and gaining respect and all those accolades and, and you know, esteem and all that. And, um, and so uh, I... My first wife and I, we um, we left. I was after after the army five years. I had two years with Procter and Gamble as a, as a team manager, which was very difficult work. Good company, but difficult work. And um, at that juncture, and it was right around the time of that, um, where my first wife confronted me. Um, our marriage was about a four and a half on a five scale of destruction. It was very close. Two kids. And so somebody invited us to go to the Family Life Marriage Conference, which put on by Family Life Ministries out of Arkansas. They're with Campus Crusade for Christ back then. It was called that. Now it's crew. And so we weren't going to go. OK, Apostle Tony, we were not going to go because if we went, uh, people might think that 
that we were having problems. And we couldn't, oh, have, no. couldn't have that. Oh, and no. So, uh, I, still, I was still very uh, new at this stuff. We went anyway because some missionary friends went. We could hang on to their coattails and slip in. Well, that turned out to be a turning point of our marriage. And God called us to leave Procter & Gamble and to go to family life with down in Arkansas, raise our, our financial support as missionaries 100%. And uh, we went down there to work with the marriage conferences and Dennis Rainey and a few others. And that was a tremendous five-and-a-half-year period. Then God called me to seminary up in Deerfield, Illinois, went uh, there. That was a very difficult time. I um, first, on the, the moving up there, our moving van caught on fire, and uh, that was bad, real bad. That took three years to settle in court because they lied to us, and we, we eventually won, but we just got the value of the goods. The second year of seminary and biblical counseling program, which is very intense um, and with a practicum and it's the hardest year. Um, my wife, Julie, uh, found out that she had some lumps in her chest area. And so she uh, found out that she had terminal breast cancer and it was advanced and it was, she had two years to live. Oh dear. Here she is, 33 years old, four kids homeschooling, husband in seminary, and she's going to die in two years. And that was like, you know, it was like, if you've ever been hit by a uh, sledgehammer, the fire the first year and cancer the next during seminary, <laughs> uh, that, there was it was very bad. And then she fought it, though, bravely. She had some serious problems emotionally. Uh, we won't deal with that too much right now, but she fought it uh, for seven years and then God took her home. And uh, and there I was a, a single man alone. And interestingly um so i've been still in marriage ministry i have a counseling degree um from trinity evangelical divinity school up in deerfield and i was doing biblical counseling we now call it mentoring they want us to use the word mentoring yes and my my prayer partner who's i call him a foxhole buddy his name was tim great guy international ceo uh he and i met every week uh on wednesday for lunch no matter what, and we would pray, we would share, talk about our marriages, we would confess temptation and sin, confess your sins one to another, James 5, and, and uh, we get things up and out, and I'll tell you what, when you have, a, when you have another brother who's, who has Jesus in control of his life, or in your case, another sister, uh, it's, there's nothing like it, and we strongly recommend everyone gets a prayer buddy a jonathan buddy a, a foxhole buddy well he he said to me here i was single with four kids just like a fish out of water i i couldn't stand being single i just god made me a marion kind of guy and he said jim i had a dream last night i'm going what <laughs> <laughs> and he was laying in his bed with his wife sue sue's a real straight shooter really neat lady but she is very black and white you know and tim is this jovial guy and he woke up and said, Sue, I've been dreaming about uh, Barbie Benson, and who, was, who happened to be the, the teacher, single teacher, mother of three. Barbie Benson was the teacher of the, the Tim and Sue's kids. And so kindergarten teacher. And so he said to Sue, I think God maybe wants me to mention Barbara Benson to my good buddy, Jim. 
And so he said, do you know this lady? I go, absolutely not. And, and, and so, well, I, I think God wants me to have you contact her. Okay. So what is, what is, what is, what does impatient Jim do? I, I called Sue up, got permission from Barbara. Sue called her to get permission for me to call. I called her out of the blue, nervous as a high school kid. <laughs> I, I almost wrote down my answer. She was going to reject me. But, <laughs> well, that's okay. You're doing your hair. No problem. You know. mm-hmm. um, but we ended up talking for two hours. And I, I had been praying for about a month before this time, before Tim mentioned her. On my knees at night, I lit a candle of mercy and I've studied every word in the Old and New Testament on um, on the uh, word mercy. I looked up every reference and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, if anyone needed mercy, I needed mercy. I, I, mercy is for those who realize they are destitute. Wow. And I, I begged God for mercy, and he gave me far more than I prayed for and begged for. Amen. And, and so in a nutshell, um, uh, I called her. I fell madly in love with her. We talked two hours. I had no idea what she looked like. And she was the person. She was the, the gift of mercy that I was begging God for. Barbara. She, happens, she happens to have the gift of mercy. So I think I'll let her talk, and then we can talk. Yes, I was her. going to say, let us hear from Barbara. <laughs> Uh, yes, well, I uh, was raised in Deerfield, where Jim went to seminary, and my family, I was the oldest of five, and I did not know the Lord Jesus as my Savior until I became 23 years old, and up until then, uh, I was a really good student. Um, I played the violin, was concert mistress in the orchestra. Uh, my dad owned his own company. Um, you know, I had really um, a very easy life. And, but I still was searching, searching for why am I here? What is life about? And my brother came home from college. Uh, he went to Arizona State University and he brought gifts for all the family. And I was shocked. that he would do that. And I said, what has happened to you? And he said, well, I've come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I said, well, what does that mean? Well, he had just come to the Lord. And so he tried to explain it to me, but he couldn't really. And he handed me a, a booklet called The Four Spiritual Laws. And that is from Campus Crusade for Christ, ironically who is where we, you know, we work for them now. Uh, But I prayed the prayer in that booklet and I fell to my knees and I said, Lord Jesus, you are the only way. You are the life. You are what I've been searching for all my life. And I started to pray that the Lord would send me where the Christians are because (laughs) I didn't know any born-again Christians other than my brother and his few friends in Arizona. So I ended up um, graduating college that year, and I went down immediately and got a teaching job 
in Arizona <clears throat> teaching the, the hard of hearing and the deaf. And I uh, grew in the Lord a little bit um, through reading his word. But I, I didn't know anyone to mentor me or to show me, you know, the Christian life. Uh, I didn't know much at all other than I loved his word. And mm. I couldn't get enough of it. And as I grew in the Lord, um, I met this uh, young man who, um, well, he, he took interest in me. And... He, was a believer i thought uh he read the scriptures he prayed with me took me to church and he ended up being my first husband um then um unfortunately he was um wooed away by the world um he left me alone with three children um it was a baby and then my, my son was three, my daughter was six. And uh, I was devastated. I didn't know which way to turn. The only thing I could think of was uh, perhaps I should go home to where my family was in um, Illinois. So the Lord led me back to go to Illinois and I um, was very, um, well, actually, it was Wisconsin. Sorry, it was Wisconsin. And uh, they, they had a little house that I could live in, and it was on the lake um, at the summer home of my family. So my children and I, uh, we were very uh, leaning on the Lord at that time. Uh, the Lord Jesus became my husband. I went to him for everything. Uh, I, I prayed to him um, constantly, and I continued to search for his will in my life. Um, I was uh, very much um, leaning on the scripture. One of them was, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that, that you may prove the perfect and the good of God. And my other scripture that I clung to was Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in me. And I uh, told the Lord that I was going to raise my three children honor and his glory. And that they belong to him. And that it. <laughs> and my family thought I was crazy. Um, you know, they thought that, why aren't you going out to look for another husband? Why aren't you going out to, to use your degree and get a really nice paying job? And I responded, the Lord is not. So I... Um, praying and fasting and uh, asking the Lord to, to uh, somehow get me a job where my children and I could be all together. And it sounds as though, I'm sorry, um, it just sounds as though, Barbara, that thy Lord was 
um, birthing in you. Um, he was preparing oh, you yes. for marriage for oh, Jim, yeah. and he was birthing in you the marriage ministry that you would uh, steward together, marriage anchor. How did you both um, come together in deciding and, and being led of thy Lord to birth out marriage anchor once you were married? Okay. Uh, once we were married, we um, seeking the Lord as to um, how our two testimonies could reach others that had experienced uh, the same things he had experienced. Jim had experienced death, uh, betrayal. Um, he had experienced loss of, you know, material goods. Um, he had experienced uh, mental illness in the family. I, on the contrast, had experienced um, you know, betrayal also, but also, um, uh, having to completely lean on the Lord for everything and, um, and also seeking him in his word for the answers in, uh, in, in living, um, in raising children. And um, so we, we, we prayed and we decided that um, the Lord could use us as a couple to reach people because our our sufferings our experiences had been different but had in common marriage yes and i i think that what i i um admire most about the both of you as i'm even listening and learning more about barbara is that thy lord used your testimonies and with those sufferings, the testimonies birth out such a powerful ministry in that you are releasing such great resources by the Spirit of God into the earth realm to help marriages uh, be honored and the uh, the sacred, you know, the marriage is most sacred. And, and in this hour, it is really not. It's under attack greatly by the enemy. Oh, yeah. And so... Uh, it is, it is, uh, I, that's another topic for another time, but it is greatly under attack. Yeah. And I think that we are certainly praying for you here at Esther Crown Ministries. However, um, I want to just say, um, I think the beauty of the ministry that thy Lord has given to you both is that those, the, the sufferings were not in vain. Yes, uh, the the sufferings were not in vain. I hearing Jim, hearing your your testimony, how while your first wife was very ill, he had you in seminary school. Thy Lord is so gentle. He is so faithful. He is so merciful. He allowed you to enroll in seminary school so he can begin to endow you and, and uh, downloading you the word to strengthen you, to prepare you for what was to come. And yeah. so it is never um, startling to thy Lord what we endure. In fact, he prepares us most wonderfully for our trials, our grief, our mournings, our unexpected deaths, our... Uh, reports of the doctors, 
that may that he may not overturn. And together, you and Barbara have now a blended family. I don't really like using that word, but yeah. that is what you have. And he used both of your families to become one and both of your testimonies. And so what he has done is grace you with such great power that uh, the ministry has birthed out so many uh, resources and books and all over many nations, uh, people in a world that we live in, that we are not of, but we live in where marriage is treated so low and so uh, dishonored and, and okay. Jesus Christ, I cry for him so uh, with the flag, with the rainbow and to just know that he has used your sufferings. You had to suffer for this sort of ministry because of the way the world would begin to dishonor the, 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 the sacred marriage, if I the biblical marriage, biblical courtship, biblical marriage, the things that thy Lord gave to us yeah. as gifts the enemy is trying to desecrate. True. And so I am so honored that he has given to you such beauty for your ashes and such a beautiful story of suffering and the joy that is rewarded to you in marriage and, uh, and mercy. And uh, oh, I think that listeners listening to your testimonies are most encouraged I want to also ask you, uh, Jim and Barbara, would you mind uh, sharing with our listeners a testimony of thy blessed master working mightily through your ministry? We've heard such profound testimonies of your how thy Lord brought you together in the sufferings from your first marriage. Is there a testimony from the marriage that he brought together for his glory between the two of you that you'd like to share that blessed the ministry. Well, yeah, sure. You know, um, anyone that's involved in couples ministry, uh, it's one of the most difficult, um, you know, avenues that someone can take in ministry because you can have one, one person, let's say the, the wife is, um, humble and contrite and she wants the marriage to work the family to work and she's seeking the lord she's she'll stand on her head and read the bible upside down whatever it takes she is teachable but then the husband perhaps isn't the husband perhaps is in an affair um and is ready to leave and you have to deal with that it's very 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 difficult very draining and it really is devastating when you, you meet with people and then they still decide to go ahead and divorce but that's part of the that's part of the, the battlefield. Uh, but in terms of, of God doing some mighty things, we've, we had a, uh, we had one guy. Yeah. One, one, one couple came in and, uh, he, he was on his fourth marriage and I think this was her first and it was all, it was just not doing well. And, and we met with them and we have them come to our house. We don't charge anybody, anything, had them come to our home, give them pie and coffee. Uh, sometimes we go outside in the woods and walk. Very, very peaceful here. And um, he, he just felt safe. And we let him, we weren't throwing any stones. We, 
we're not sit, not here to to, uh, to judge. We're here to help. And uh, and we taught him how to listen to his wife, how to show the actually empathy is an art. OK, it's the art of learning to care deeply. And we, we have exercises. We went through that to practice it just much like a football player practices throwing or catching. And we went through that, and now they're doing great, and they're they're a part of the ministry. We have another another. Uh, we have uh, about six couples. When we got to most of them were engaged or newly married. For ten years, we had them in our home every week. We began to rotate to their homes later on, so that we could pass on what we have learned how to do this, so they in turn could sprout forth and go and have small groups and make disciples, to make disciples, to make disciples, and. That was a lot of fun. We went through all kinds of marriage material. We shared our lives, our hurts, our woes, our troubles. We were very honest, too, because Paul said, you know, if, he, if the Apostle Paul said that he was chief of sinners, well, I'll tell you, friends, I am on the short list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I join with you. Yeah. I'm right not next to this. Anyway, anyway, none of those couples are divorced. They're all doing uh, well. Some of them are like they have seven, six or seven kids. It's like, what was in the water here? We, <laughs> but I think I got to tell you a quick story. We're real short. We, we got a, you know, we've gotten stopped doing pretty much most of the face to face counseling and mentoring because we're both 70, uh, and yet God is still calling us to work. And so, uh, about a number of years ago, God put it on our hearts to begin to take this website that we formed, a very basic website, marriageanchors.com. Everything is free. And we begin to establish relationships via social media with pastors, churches, uh, elders, um, ministry leaders, and missionaries, and even, even stu students in school, teachers, and some government people in foreign countries. And that thing just exploded like a like I can't even tell you, like a fireworks on the Fourth of July, and we were it's a, a lot of intense work, but we knew God was doing it, and we were we we got requests and we sent the, our twelve heavy emails of PDFs from the website to these individuals free of charge. To uh, right now we're at one thousand two hundred and eighty-one pastors and missions in seventy-nine countries that we're aware of. But we tell them to take the website, pass it to their friends send it out to the world we want to give our lives away we get we hold the copyrights but we give everybody permission to publish it translate it print it share it hallelujah and we, we can even sell it they can put their church or ministry uh or whatever logo they want on it we don't care hallelujah sell it for ministry funds we don't care we just want to get the gospel out to fill heaven that's the bottom line. Yes. The heart of Yeshua. That's right. He came to seek it to save those who are lost. <laughs> Our hearts bleed and burn for those who are lost. Yes. And, you know, yes. If, if you have a marriage. But, we fill his heart for yes. them. And our burden, of course, is marriage is to help individuals, marriages, families, uh, and local churches to find lasting hope in Christ. One thing I must share, principle Barbara and I pray every night at bedtime. We call it cuddle praying. It's not a big fancy dancing prayer, but we do pray out loud uh, a little bit for this and that. Whoever, whatever prayer needs come by, and I urge couples to do that. We've never had a couple that does that break up ever. And what is cuddle prayer? Well, you lay Barbara? in bed. 
you know, some people do it in the morning. We, we, we do it in bed. We're laying in bed and uh, we're going to go to sleep. And so we cuddle, lay next to each other, maybe my arms around Barbara. Uh, or if we're just dog tired, you know how that is. We just hold hands. <laughs> Sometimes we hold feet. Whatever it is, we touch each other. And oh, oh yeah, we're, we're just complete cornballs, you know. And, and we, if one of us is kind of half asleep, they'll kind of a little elbow nudge. Hey, Jim, it's your turn. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll pray for Bob's math test tomorrow. And we got a call from uh, missionary Tom, Mary. They're, they're having problems. We'll pray for them. We pray for them. So it's not like a super Mother Teresa build a ground prayer. But we do pray. And the couple that prays together... Stay, you can and stay together. You cannot pray if you've got sin, anger, and rebellion in your heart. You cannot. So it's a good checks and balances before the sun goes down. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I must share this one thing. For those of you who are not, a, we don't call it blended, we call it the blending family. The blending. It's, okay. It's an ongoing eternal process oh that's that's beautiful no wonder i didn't feel very comfortable yeah find another word i've seen the blending i'm not one to pick up words from um that i see very often (laughs) when you blend when you're blending a family it's like putting rocks and wet towels in a blender and turning it on high okay that's about how crazy there's one last principle i've got to share we have uh on the is a book called marriage anchors um, yes and it i'm reading that actually right now and, and one of the key principles is this what is best for your marriage would be best for your children your family your church your business the community so many times we'd have couples come in and they have two or three kids five kids they are parent-centered or child-centered marriages and those never do well those almost always break up we train couples that you see Christ above all, and then Christ draws you and your mate together in a, in a triune marriage. It's three. And, and then your marriage comes first, and the kids, they, we love them, we die for them, but they're clearly second. Yes. And, you know, they, sometimes they groan and mumble at that, but they also know that we're never going to break up when they see half of their friends breaking up at school, the parents breaking up. So put the marriage first, above all, walking with Christ, marriage first, Christ-centered marriage, and you become marriage-centered parents. That's key. Amen. Glorious. It's just glorious. Well, I thank you for that. Uh, those keys, I call them kingdom keys. Yes. And so I am blessed. I am blessed, and I know that the listeners are blessed by hearing it and uh listening and gleaning from you i am uh, most thankful barbara and jim again for the honor to fellowship with you and exalt our beloved lord jesus together Mm -hmm. and i am sure there are many listeners who shall desire to contact you about the wealth of resources thy lord have given to you as you've mentioned and i am surely uh Surely, I'm, I'm sure they're uh, desiring for some of the resources uh, for their use. And so would you please share with our listeners today your website address and the best way for them to reach you? Okay, you betcha. 
Uh, it's Marriage Anchors. That's one word. A-N-C-H-O-R-S. MarriageAnchors.com. Everything on there that we have done is free. We hold the copyrights, but it's yours. And then if you want us to or contact us for anything for prayer, or and we do actually pray. Uh, and also, if you would like us to send you the 12 heavy emails, uh, just email us at jim.grunseth, that's J-I-M dot G-R-U, N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, E-T-H, at crew.org. That's C-R-U as in uniform, dot O-R-G, jim.grunseth at crew.org. And we will send them out within... 24 to 48 hours. Wonderful. Do you also have, um, this is just a personal question for Esther Crown Ministries. Do you also have uh, printed booklets as well? Uh, no, we, 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 used we, we used to, but we decided because we, God led us to, to send this stuff, not just overseas, but throughout America. We decided to take money uh, out of the equation and, when you publish for us, and, and not for everybody, but just for us, we found that it would encumber, it would make difficult because you have to store the books, you have to ship the books. It yes, costs, costs the yes. money. You know, I understand. It costs, it costs the money. And so we've got people translating our even our children's stories. There's two children's stories in there. Oh, that's glorious. Yeah, they're translating it in Swahili. In Telugu from India, Swahili from Africa, uh, there's in Nepal. Uh, I can't even pronounce the translations that there's many translations throughout the world in Indonesia. And uh, so we're grateful that we took money out of the equation. And um, yeah, they all need money and they, they want money. But we provide the materials. They, if they want to publish it, they'll have to you know ask God to give them funds elsewhere. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I bless thy Lord for your generosity and your generous um, and, and that you know, he continues to cause your ministry to be most fruitful. And we're, of course, praying for you. It was a joy and honor, Barbara and Jim, to spend this time with you today, exalting thy master with you. I most enjoyed it. And Esther Crown Ministries is most grateful for the fellowship and partnership. I cease not to give thy Lord thanks for you and make mention of you both.